kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I'm excited to welcome our guest, Amy B. Hey, girl. Hey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Amazing. I'm so grateful to have you here today because it's it's crazy because I can't believe it's already March, <laughs> like the end of March. Wow. I remember speaking with you back in, I think it was November or something about getting you on the podcast for a very specific day. And we're already here. We're at this day. So this week, we're going to be talking about Down syndrome awareness. And you were recently a co-author and you've got this mama too, and you share a lot of your story there. And it really touched my heart. And that's why I just had to have you on the show because um, this week is Down syndrome awareness day. Um, But we'll get into that in a second. So I'm going to formally introduce you so our listeners know who we've got here, and then we'll dive right in. So Amy is mama to two beautiful girls, Eliza Rose and Lindy Fern, and is expecting baby number three any day now. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Um, This year, she and her husband, Chris, will be celebrating their 10-year anniversary. She's a co-author, and you've got this mama too, as I mentioned, and that's set to be released next month. She loves writing, and she does a lot of it on her blog. She became a Down syndrome advocate after discovering that her youngest daughter, Lindy, had Down syndrome the day she was born. She loves educating others on the beauty that can be found in a Down syndrome diagnosis, all while vulnerably shedding light on the challenges that come with raising a special needs child. So as I said, your story really touched me. I thought, you know, you were so raw and so vulnerable in your delivery and you do the same on your blog. And I just think that like, obviously I'm a massive advocate for sharing our truth and (laughs) that's why we created YGT mama and what our whole foundation is built on. But I just think it's so powerful. I know how many people you've helped. I've had, you know, lots of people already send me notes saying like that your story helped them a lot. And I just, Mm -hmm. it's so wonderful. So thank you for being here and again, sharing your story with us. So I'd love to just dive right in and for you to sort of tell us not your bio version of your story, but like the real version of your story, obviously Cole's notes, cause we've only got 40 minutes, but you know, just sort of the, the breakdown of your journey. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, with Lindy, um, Lindy was, is my second kiddo. Um, and my pregnancy with her was, uh, really similar to Eliza's my first and, um, you know, I had all the normal checkups and everything was really typical. And, um, 
I was also fairly young when I had her. I was um, 30 um, when I had her. And so Down syndrome was just not on my mind at all. I didn't even really know many, anyone. Um, I had a friend who has a brother who has Down syndrome, but um, had barely met him before and just didn't really know anyone, didn't know anything about Down syndrome. And so the day Lindy was born, I write about it in my chapter um, in a lot more detail, but um, it was just really hard. Um, it was um, one of the hardest days of my life. Um, we had her and then within minutes were told that they suspected she had Down syndrome. And um, my husband and I, Chris, we were just um, really caught off guard and had no idea what Down syndrome even meant. Um, at the time, I remember thinking like it was the end of my world. It was the end of fun. Um, my life was over. Um, it felt like a death sentence almost. Um, but that was all out of just ignorance of not knowing really what Down syndrome is. Um, and so that was two years ago, um, a little bit over two years ago. Lindy's birthday was a couple weeks ago. We just celebrated our second birthday. Oh, happy um, birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And, and so much has happened in the last two years. Um, and it's just been a really incredible journey. Um, the first year was really, really hard. Like, um, Thankfully, I had a lot of people around me, including my husband, encouraging me and us to give ourselves grace and to just take each day, sometimes like each hour or minute as it came and to not um, put too much pressure on ourselves to be, be any, to have processed at a certain point or to be anywhere in particular with our journey with it. Um, but so the first year it, it really was um, us coming to terms with her diagnosis, um, accepting our new reality, and also learning a lot about Down syndrome. I think the more we became educated about Down syndrome, the less scared we were. Um, and that that's still the same now. I mean, even as we're continuing to um, learn and grow and parent Lindy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the first year was definitely the hardest, um, you know, one thing that really sticks out in my mind was her actual, the day she was born, um, was such a sad and difficult day that on her first birthday, I really wanted to celebrate it well, because I didn't feel like I celebrated her actual day of birth. And so I wanted to almost redeem that, um, day. And so for her first birthday, we had a big party with our family and we hired a photographer to take pictures of the party and our, um, of our family and, um, Lindy opening presents. It was just really special and celebratory. And I, and in some ways I feel like that kind of kicked off our next year, um, saying, you know, she's one, we are, um, just so thankful for her. We love her. We're, we've grown so much. We've learned so much. And so um, after the first year, things got easier. Um, I mean, there are days and weeks that are still hard, um, especially 
weeks where we have a lot of appointments or maybe she's struggling with eating or whatever it is that's going on. Um, those days or weeks are still hard, but, uh, life has gotten into a good rhythm and pattern and we love Lindy. We love her personality and we're so thankful for her. And we really can't imagine our family without her. And we're so thankful to be a part of the down syndrome community. Now well, it sounds too, like such, her. such an empowering community. I've, I've met some really wonderful moms through that community. Yeah. And I know that you are very active within the community as well. Um, yeah, I just, it, it's nice to have that kind of support. And I, I pulled out from what you were saying before, one word that really resonated with me, and that was grace, giving yourself grace. Because I think what happens with all mothers, all moms, all things, but of course, when you have a special needs child, somehow, you know, we have a tendency to like blame ourselves for things. We think we Mm -hmm. did something wrong. Is it our fault? Could we have done something differently to have changed this outcome? You know, but giving yourself grace and knowing that that's not the case, right? This is Mm -hmm. Lindy, Lindy's your baby girl. And like life would be so different without her and like to have those kind of thoughts, right? So just giving yourself grace and knowing that things pan out the way they're supposed to pan out, right? And knowing that love is love. And yeah, you've been given some extra challenges. I mean, momming is hard. Being a mom is hard to all children. There, you know, there's tons of challenges and there's different stages and milestones. But of course, having a special needs child is, you know, an extra layer of those challenges. But it's really great that you have a community that's supportive and helpful. So back to, to the beginning, because you, you also said, you know, educating yourself was a big part of sort of the acceptance and the embracing of it all. So what is down syndrome? So down syndrome is when um, a person has an extra copy of the 21st chromosome. So we all have 46 chromosomes. Um, we have pairs of 23 chromosomes, um, but 46 in total. But a person with Down syndrome has an extra copy of the 21st, so they actually have 47 chromosomes. Wow. And that's and so. What are some of the the noticeable symptoms? I'm talking like I know nothing because I, you know some of yeah. our listeners might not. But um, just out of curiosity, you know what what do you what do you notice? What are some of the the symptoms? Well, um, there are things, there are characteristics that you can, physical characteristics that you can see sometimes at birth, not always, but with Lindy, um, that is, that was, these characteristics were the indicators. Um, she had lower set ears at birth. She had, um, the palmar crease on her hand, which is basically like a crease that goes all the way across their palm. Um, and, um, Lindy had, I'm actually not sure what it's called, but she had, um, kind of like a thicker, um, her neck was a little bit thicker in the back and that kind of, um, went away with time. She kind of grew out of that, but, um, almond shaped eyes is also, um, really common with people with down syndrome, which I think is really beautiful. Um, and then there are a lot of, um, health, um, complications that can come with people with Down syndrome, especially mm-hmm. with babies. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindy had duodenal atresia, which is a common obstruction in the duodenum 
Um, she had to have surgery the first week of her life to repair that. Um, a lot of babies with Down syndrome are born with heart defects. Lindy had three. Um, all of them, all of Lindy's have resolved on their own, which is really awesome. A lot of times babies have to undergo open heart surgery to repair mm-hmm. um, heart defects. Um, babies with Down syndrome typically have feeding issues. Um, low muscle tone is a common thread and basically everyone with Down syndrome and it varies to different degrees. So then things developmentally just take longer because of that low muscle tone. Um, and I, the list goes on and on. There's a lot yeah. of, a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I remember one of the first videos, like when I, before I, I mean, we've never personally met, but before I met you, um, I watched your Instagram videos and there was one of you feeding Lindy. So she was being fed through a tube. And -hmm. I remember thinking, wow, that's gotta be, you know, just an added layer of stress as a, as a new mom, like here you are trying to feed this child so hard already. I can't imagine having to do that with assistance with tubes and oh, just so much work, but she is just such a little cutie pie. And again, I, I have never met you in person. So obviously I've never met her, but her personality just shines through so beautiful. Like she's just, you can tell she's a little rock star. She's just going to be a little firecracker. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. She's really sweet. Yeah. So what, what do you love about Down syndrome? I love that this was one of the questions you sent me because I think there's such a powerful statement when you turn something that could be viewed as negative into a love statement. So I'd, I'd, I'd love to know what you love about Down syndrome. Yeah, well, there's a lot that I love already. And I think as I um, get older and parent Lindy longer, there'll be a lot more. Um, but the key thing, I mean, the main thing that right away I think of is just how sweet Lindy is. She really has the best personality. She is the easiest kid ever. Um, she's just so laid back and easygoing and that's not, you know, I don't want to generalize every person with Down syndrome is like that, but it is really common, um, that people with Down syndrome have just a really laid back personality and they're pretty, um, fun to be around. Um, and so that's one of my favorite things is, is the, her personality and the people I've met who have Down syndrome, a lot of their personalities are just really great. Um, they, one of the strengths that I think Lindy has is she loves people and she's, she's outgoing. And, um, I've, I've just seen that with a lot of other, um, kiddos too, who have Down syndrome, that that's a key strength is they're friendly, they're outgoing, they're, um, just, sweet and have great personalities. I think also, um, the other thing I love about Down syndrome is how much it's changed our family and has challenged us to, um, really see life from another perspective. Uh, I never imagined myself to be a mom of a child with special needs, um, and to be a mom of a child with Down syndrome. And so I feel like I've been accepted into this really awesome club that I never really even knew existed before. And it's just like the most fun club ever. Um, even this week for world down syndrome day on Thursday, we have uh, a 
big dance party um, happening in our local group. And I'm just so excited that I get to be a part of this really fun group of people that love life and want to dance on a Thursday night to celebrate. Oh, that's amazing. I love that too. I think it's so great when people celebrate life, just all forms of life, life as it is, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just so powerful. What would you say is the hardest part or the most challenging part of raising a special needs child? I think right now, um, this may change in different seasons of my life. I think right now the hardest part is all the extra appointments we have. Mm. Um, I know that won't be probably as much of my story later on when Lindy's older, but like currently we um, have at least four appointments a week, if not more. Um, and that's just therapy. Um, we typically will have another specialist appointment during the week too. Um, so somewhere, you know, I can, on average, I can count on about five appointments a week. And, um, before Lindy, I only ever took Eliza to the doctor, like once every six months or something. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's just a big change and we don't have family living near us. And, so I, I do a lot of it on my own. Um, my husband is really supportive, but he's at work, yeah. all, you know, all those times, or at least for most of the appointments. And so um, even though I do feel very supported by our community, our, our friends, our family, our church, I do often feel alone um, in a given week because I have to do a lot of it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think all moms experience some form of isolation or loneliness, especially when you have young children, but having that Mm -hmm. extra layer of having to, it's, it's more your children demand, well, your child, Lindy demands more of you than say your typically developing child would. Right. So you have to be more accessible and be more involved and be really attentive. Right. So it's, it's nonstop. I remember, somebody asking me what the hardest thing was for me becoming a new mom, like just becoming a mom. And that was my answer. It was the, how all the time involved it was, there was no breaks. There was no, you know, like you can't just step away (laughs) and take a break or take a day off. Or, you know, even if you have a ton of support, it really is just very, very all consuming. And that was the Mm -hmm. hardest thing for me. You know, I was like a downtown party girl, like single forever, traveling all the time. And like all of a sudden it was this like very, very permanent thing. And it's, it's a massive change, right? Having children. Yeah. So speaking of other children, how, how did the girls get along? Like, are they best friends? Are they, you know, does Eliza sort of baby her? How's their relationship? They, their relationship is, um, really sweet. Eliza. So Eliza will be five in May. So they're about three years apart. Um, Eliza just by nature is really nurturing and compassionate and gentle. Um, we call her a little mom cause she mothers, um, Lindy a ton. Um, and so their relationship is, uh, really reflective of that. Um, Eliza is kind and compassionate and gentle with Lindy. Um, 
And Lindy is a little bit more, we call her, it's funny, um, Eliza actually nicknamed Lindy Spicy Lindy because Lindy has like a little bit of a kick to her, a little bit of a spice to her. And so, um, you know, Eliza can be really gentle and sweet and then Lindy can be feisty with her sometimes, which I love, I think is great. Um, but they're really sweet. They love each other a ton. Um, I, I have enjoyed watching their relationship blossom even more lately. Um, Lindy, even though she's two developmentally, she's more, um, she's closer to probably like a one year old. And so even though they're only three years apart, a lot of times it feels like the age gap is greater. Um, and so in, in, because of that, the relationship has kind of blossomed into different, um, dynamics in the last little bit um just because lindy's growing and learning a lot of new things all of a sudden um but they're they're great they um they play together um eliza doesn't doesn't have a problem sharing her toys with lindy but lindy sometimes doesn't (laughs) want to give her toys to eliza Mm -hmm. um and yeah they're they're really sweet I'm excited to see them as they get older and even as like teenagers and adults. And Eliza's already decided she wants Lindy to live with her when she's older, uh, which I told her that's that sweet. Lindy may not want to live with her. We'll have to see. Oh, that's so but, sweet. Um, yeah. So you're due very soon with baby number yes. three. How soon, by the way? Yeah. Like, um, my due date is in about a month. A month. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So how are yeah. you feeling about that welcome a new family member and do you have concerns around you know obviously Lindy accepting that new relationship or do you think it's just going to be amazing I think it's going to be hard for Lindy um yeah she just recently has uh like stranger danger is a new thing to her um and she always wants me, even between Chris and I, she always prefers me. Um, so I think having to watch me interact with the little baby is going to be hard yeah. for her. Um, I've only once uh, held a baby around her and she got really sad and started crying. Oh. So that's an indication. Then, you know, we'll just have to figure it out. But I think with time, Lindy will adjust. Um, she, like I said, her personality is really easy going and laid back. And so I think even though it will be hard, I think she will adjust and do great. And um, really, I love the idea of Lindy being sandwiched mm-hmm. by her siblings. Yeah. Um, because I think um, Eliza challenges her and pushes her in certain ways. And then her brother who's younger than her will challenge her and push her in other ways. Absolutely. I'm excited for that. Well, and then it all boils down to what we were talking about before to grace, right? You just have to give yourself grace. We're all doing the best we can, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not easy and just keep, keep talking about it, right? Keep sharing those emotions and keep sharing your story with people and empowering other people and it'll come back your way for sure. So when it comes to Down syndrome day, why is that important? What What is it all about? So we're all Down syndrome day. Um, so I said earlier that um, 
uh, Down syndrome is when a person has three copies of the 21st chromosome. So that's why we celebrate World Down Syndrome Day on March 21st, mm-hmm. 321. Um, so it's a it's just a fun day to um, celebrate Down syndrome. Um, and you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, that our local group, um, our local Down syndrome group, is having a party that night, and that's really. Um, why we celebrate. We celebrate um, to, um, because it is, we want to, we want to make sure it is celebratory and it is something that's exciting. And um, so I love that our group is doing that. Um, And also I think it's a good day to bring awareness about Down syndrome. Um, I mentioned that before Lindy was born, I barely knew anyone with Down syndrome. I knew nothing about Down syndrome. And so when they told us that Lindy had Down syndrome, I thought, like I said, I thought my life was over. And so I love that we have a day set aside each year to celebrate Down syndrome, to not only celebrate it as families who have people with Down syndrome in their families and celebrate the people that we love, but also to tell the world about Down syndrome so that other people are more educated about it and know what it really is um, and not just what people think it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. I think it's so important to awareness, awareness, awareness for everything. <laughs> so what's the deal with the crazy socks? So yeah, that one of the things that we do to celebrate is we wear crazy socks. I actually didn't even know this until after Lindy was born. Um, one of my sweet friends, Lindsay sent me, um, sent our family a bunch of socks and, um, that's just, that's one of the things that we do. Um, in, in particular, uh, people like to wear like mismatching socks, um, <laughs> just to keep it crazy and fun. And, um, that's, it's just one of the fun things that we do to celebrate. So if you have any crazy socks, you should definitely wear some I will. on Thursday. And I do. <laughs> I've got lots of crazy right. socks. No, I think it's just such a wonderful thing. I love that you said, you know, celebrate because I think when it comes to anything that's challenging to talk about or you know people don't know what to say it's the same with anything they don't know what to say in a situation of loss or a situation of grief or a situation that's uncomfortable or different or confusing or unknown so I think celebrating our differences and celebrating things like world down syndrome day is is a really beautiful way to educate people and bring awareness, which is what the purpose of the day is for. Right. I think it's so great. Well, I've really loved following your blog. I, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I think you have a really, you, I mean, your writing is beautiful and you're a very talented Mm. writer, but I think you have a very unique way of sharing your truth vulnerably and powerfully at the same time. You know, it's not, you're, you never write from a place where you want somebody to feel sorry for you or like you feel like somebody should feel sorry for you. It's very empowering and informative. And I just am so excited for the world to read your chapter. And you've got this mama too, because I think you do exactly that. You bring a lot of awareness to the situation and you share your story of the discovery of the diagnosis, which 
you briefly touched on at the beginning of the show was a surprise. You did not know. Mm-hmm. You had no indication. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? You know, how I know it's obviously devastating and you said it was like a death sentence and it was very challenging, but is, are there ways for people to find out? Are there tests? Are there things or not really? Are they not effective? I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of tests that people can do. Um, I didn't do any testing with Lindy, um, mostly because insurance didn't cover it. Um, it didn't cover it with Eliza and didn't cover with Lindy. And so, and I was fairly young and healthy and just thought, well, it's not going to be me. And, um, we, my husband and I would not have changed anything had we found out she had Down syndrome before. And so, um, with Lindy, we didn't find out. Um, although looking back, um, I wish we had, um, I'm, I love to be prepared. I'm, I like to have a plan and, um, I wish I had known so that I could have educated myself about Down syndrome before Lindy was born. Um, because in finding out the day she was born, I don't think I was able to celebrate that day well. Um, and it took me, I wrote about this in my chapter, but it took me about three months to really bond with Lindy. And I wonder, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been any different, but I wonder if I had, had I found out earlier, if I would have, um, done a lot of that processing before she was even born. And so then when she was born, maybe it would have been easier. So with our third, um, our baby boy that I'm pregnant with now, um, we did do testing. Um, and that was, uh, mostly just to be prepared. I, I joke that, uh, Lindy is, was the surprise of our lives. And so with this baby, I didn't want to be surprised by anything. Mm-hmm. Um, granted that's not really totally possible, <laughs> but, um, I did do any of the tests I could and, um, had to pay a little bit since insurance still kind of fought me on the testing. But um, yeah, so there are lots of options that are out there um, to find out ahead of time, even just like an anatomy scan. Um, We qualified for a high risk anatomy scan for a third because of Lindy. And so with that, I was able to see a lot more with baby boy than I ever saw with my girls. And was able to be able to see, you know, his heart and his brain and his lungs and his spine and um, everything in really great detail, which is really awesome. And a lot of times those things do get picked up in, um, it, like if, if a baby has Down syndrome, they typically have um, soft markers mm-hmm. uh, that can get picked up in anatomy scan. With Lindy, they did not. Um she had a lot of things that would have been soft markers had they been found uh, with their heart defects and due to altresia, but for some reason they just weren't picked mm. up. Um, but yeah, so there are lots of options for testing. Yeah. So to any moms out there that are maybe in the position you were in or, you know, they're in the first year 
dealing with a special needs child. Do you have any advice that you would give to the mamas out there? Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think the biggest thing I would say is, like I said before, to give yourself grace, yeah. um, give your spouse grace, your partner grace, um, and your kid grace too, uh, and just to be patient with yourself and take one day, sometimes hour, sometimes a minute at a time. Um, I think when you have a kid with special needs, depending on what it is, um, you worry about things that are, I mean, I guess as, as moms, we all worry about our kids down the road, you know. Um, but with Eliza, I don't worry about whether she's going to have a job or live on her own or drive a car. Um, those are things I expect of her. Um, although you know, you, you never know. Um, but with Lindy, those are things that from day one of her life, I started stressing about. Um, and I wanted to know if she would do those things as soon as possible. And there's no way to know those yeah. things now. Um, and so the way Chris and I kind of function with Lindy is we we realize that we just don't know the answers to everything and that that's okay. We're going to take one day at a time. We also live like with the expectation that we are just going to expect her to do those things. And then if we get there and she can't do those things, then we'll figure it out um, when we get there. But we want to have high expectations for her. So that way she has high expectations for mm. herself to do this. I love that. Too. I think that's really beautiful because you know, it, it's the same. I have a lot of moms that come to me or kids that have like learning disabilities. And, you know, it's, it's all about the mindset of the parent at that point, you really giving our kids the ability to dream and the ability to prepare themselves for growth, I think is the best gift we could ever give them for sure. I think that's really beautiful. Well, if our listeners wanted to find you, track you down, if they, you know, maybe wanted to join a support group as well, where can, where can they find you? And I will put all of the information in the show notes, but just for reference points, where, where can they track you down? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Amy Swift or on my blog at amyvblog.com. Awesome. And, um, what about support groups? Is there anything that has really helped you? Um, you know, I know you said you have a local one, but is there anything online that you would recommend joining? Yeah, the, the, um, most helpful support group for me has been the Down syndrome diagnosis network, um, the DSDN. It's an amazing group, um, of, mostly moms, there are dads too, but, um, mostly moms across the world. Um, and they have private Facebook groups. Um, so you can join a group without anyone knowing. Um, and it is, has just been a lifeline for me and for our family for getting, um, help, but also getting questions answered. Um, at any time I can get into my group and I have, about four to 5,000 moms across the, across the world, um, who have a child with down syndrome who I can ask a question and they can give me feedback right away. It's really great. The down syndrome diagnosis awesome. network. 
Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing a little tidbit of your story. If you want to connect with Amy and read the rest of her story, you can grab your copy of You've Got This Mama Too and go read, I think your chapter six, if I recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's a, such a powerful book. It's such a powerful chapter and story. And, you know, there's really something for everyone in there. So definitely um, head on over and grab your copy. We'll be launching that next month on Amazon. Um, and if you're local to Amy, go see her for a copy because <laughs> she's got some. And yeah. again, thank you so yeah. much for being here. It's so appreciated. I'm so grateful to have connected with you and have you join the Mama Tribe and you just inspire me every day. So thank you. Keep doing you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And to all the listeners out there, you've been tuning in to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. Thank you so much. Head on over and leave us a rating and a review. We appreciate every single one so much. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to the tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krumpetich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.